is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. everyone that's reached out in the last week. It's been so great to connect with you guys, not over social media, but via, you know, email and actually a little bit of messenger. Um, so I just want to say that I'm not like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be on social media. Again, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I need to take a step back and kind of reflect on my relationship with social media because it definitely turned into something I did not want it to turn into. Um, and something that I, like I've known for a while, like a long time that it was not serving a healthy bucket in my life. Um, kind of the way that pizza used to not serve me in a way that was good for me or cookie dough. Right. And now it's like, I went through this period of like restricting and then binging. And now it's like, I can have pizza and I can have cookie dough or I can leave it. And it's not this big deal. And that's kind of what I'm working on with social media as well, where it's not this thing where I'm like, oh, cool. I'm never going to be on social media. I'm not, I'm going to do a, a 30 day social media cleanse or, you know, give up social media for Lent. I used to do that all the time. Give up social media for Lent, you know, 40 days, no social media. Like I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is kind of, um, holding off on it to make sure that the way that I use it feels good and is a way that is serving me in my best interest and serving you as well. And I'm not like on there every two seconds, um, which is kind of what it became. Um, so I did an activity with myself, um, a while ago and it was like, where do I want to be in three years? Like, what do I want my relationship to be with everything? Like, with food, with my body, with money, with social media, with my business. Like, where do I want those things to be in three years, right? And if I'm not doing the actions and I don't have the belief system in place to get me there, I need to take a step back and kind of reflect and create action steps to get me there. If you keep doing the same thing that you're doing, you're always going to be in the same place, right? So unless you take that time to kind of create a system for yourself um, to move forward, which is what I do with my clients with food, and we'll talk about today, um, but unless you create that system for yourself, you're always going to keep getting the same results, right? And it's not about like, okay, work harder, you know, just push it harder. And it's not, that's not how it works. You're just going to burn yourself out. It's not a good situation. So yeah, when I look at my relationship with all of these things, like in the next three years, I think like there's a lot of things that are, I'm putting up quotes, but like that might be vices that are typically talked about and social media is definitely one of them. It is created to be as addictive as um, slot machines. Uh, one of my clients actually just sent me a video about the notifications, like giving you that little bit of a hit. And I think all of us kind of use social media um, as a way to connect with other people. But oftentimes, unless we take that relationship off of the social media platform, the relationship is really vapid. We're not getting the human connection that we're actually seeking. Um, and that's not to say that that's all the time. I Most of the friends I have now, a lot of the relationships that I have now are from social media. But it was like, until I took that relationship off of social media and we actually met up in person and got coffee or I met some of you guys while we were on a road trip or some of the clients that I've gotten from social media, those are like the real relationships or the coaches that I found from social media. Those are the real relationships, not the constant scrolling and making myself feel like crap and then we're 
like searching for the next post to give me that hit where it's just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I wasting all this time? So again, um, I will be back <laughs> to Instagram and Facebook, but in a way that is socially responsible, um, and good for myself and good for you guys as well. I'm still recording podcast episodes, which I'm doing right now. I'm actually outside of um, the running studio that I go to, um, and I'll talk about this more on later episodes, but one of the things that I'm really working on is running in a way that is fun and adds value to my life and does not turn into this, oh, I'm only running because I'm running a race, which is kind of what I've always done in the past. I've always run because I was training for a race and gone from A to Z, and then when I once I got to Z, which is... X, you know, whatever race, a marathon, or even the hundred day uh, running streak. Once I got to Z, I was so effing sick of running that the thought of running wanted to make me puke and I didn't want to run at all. So what I'm really working on right now is creating a really strong foundation with running and exercise that I'm doing it because I want to, and not because I'm chasing after some extrin extrinsic, um, prize, some like you know, external thing, like, okay, cool. Let me check it off. Let me just do this to check it off. But like, let me do this because it's fun. And this is my one time on this planet and I enjoy it. And so this running class that I'm doing, I really love it. I literally drive sometimes 25 to 35 minutes to get to this class. Um, so it is definitely something that I love. And then I've been working with my running coach, um, Steve Carmichael, and that's been amazing too, to have that online connection. So again, when I talk about taking the relationship off of social media and actually having connection, being able to be surrounded, uh, quotes, <laughs> surrounded by other runners online, we have like a Zoom chat, um, we had it last week, and it was so great to connect with people that lived in other countries. So that's what I love about social media is when you're able to create real relationships that aren't just this constant scrolling. That's my favorite. Like that is when I know that I am using the platform in the way that feels good and not just this gross thing that's filling up time. Okay. So today we're going to talk about quick episode, how to lose weight without weight loss being an obsession that turns into restricting and binging and an eventual weight gain. And this is an interesting topic because I don't help people lose weight. That's kind of what I used to do. And I know as a coach that I kind of went about it all wrong. Um, when weight loss is our sole goal, we will restrict food and we will overexercise. We will not listen to our body when weight loss is our sole goal. And we're trying to get to a certain weight by a certain date we will do anything possible to get to that. And then we kind of pat ourselves on the back, like, good job. You, you know, you restricted, you skipped, uh, the cake at the office party. You went running instead of going out with friends, right? We'll do everything possible. And we're patted on the back for that, but that's not real life. Like that's, I don't know. I don't want to be 75 and think about cool, great, you missed out on going out with friends because you were doing Whole30 for the 17th time, which is literally what my life used to be, especially when we first moved to Atlanta um, and I didn't have any friends. I couldn't go out with any of the people that I did actually know, like people that I went to grad school with or people went to high school with that were living in Atlanta. I was like, I can't go out because I'm doing Whole30. Sorry, you know, doesn't matter. We just moved to this new city. So dumb. So anyways, we're going to talk a little bit about how to lose weight without weight loss being an obsession. So here's what's up, is when you do 
a program like, um, I'm going to list a bunch of the ones that I've done in the past and maybe that you guys have done as well. So if you do something like Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers focuses solely on the meals, right? Track your points. Um, you know, you have like your flex points. So it gives you this like flexibility kind of, but like it is solely about, it's solely about meals. Um, it is just about food. It doesn't, there's, there might be some Weight Watchers workouts. I think someone told me that like, if you work out, you get to like add in extra food. So you're kind of like eating, you're not really listening to your body. You're tracking everything on an app, something external, something separate from your body. That app does not know how much sleep you got. It doesn't know like how many steps you took. It doesn't know um, if you're actually like hungry, like maybe you did a really hard workout, like that app doesn't know all of those variables happening with your body. And so you're solely relying on that app to tell you how much to eat, only focusing on your meals. And again, Weight Watchers works. I hate, I hate, I hate when people say that diets don't work because diets do work, but all day it's work because of a calorie deficit, whether you're tracking the calories or not, that's how diets work. That's how we lose weight. And they all work. Like if you follow them to a T, they work. What happens though, is the novelty wears off, you know, tracking food on an app is not something we want to do for the rest of our life. It's not sustainable. I know some people, they're like, no, it's cool. Like I'm a Weight Watchers lifetime member. That's great. If that's how you want to do, like, I can't, like, I'm not going to tell you to not do that. But for me, no, I don't want to track food on an app for the rest of my life. That, that does not sound like food freedom to me. That sounds like being tied to an app, not knowing how to eat when I'm on vacation, not knowing how to eat if like, I don't know if it's, if I don't know exactly how many points, right? So Weight Watchers focuses solely on meals. Something like 21 Day Fix, which is something I did in the past, that focuses on meals and movement, right? Um, it will, so you're like putting food into a container and measuring it. It's super helpful to see uh, portion sizes. I never knew what a, a portion of um noodles or rice like it was like oh that's why I'm so tired all the time because when I eat pasta my grandmother taught me to have like 10 cups of pasta I didn't know that this is what an actual serving of pasta was that's helpful again is that a way of life can you bring measuring cups around with you everywhere you go probably not definitely definitely something that's external outside of your body telling your body how much to eat it'll work for a little bit um it'll only continue to work if you continue to use the little measuring cups um and then the other part of 21 Day Fix is that it focuses on movement. You know, work out every single day for 30 minutes a day. You're going to see weight loss. You're going to. But what happens when you're not able to do that for the rest of your life? What happens when you go on vacation and you're not able to exercise for 30 minutes every day, right? Like, what, what does that look like? What happens when you get so sick of those workouts and you want to do something different? Then what? Additionally, what if you're not able to do that? I have a friend that... Um, family member actually that is trying to get back into 21 day fix. It worked for her like five years ago, right? It worked. And now it's become so much of a struggle because it's just like the novelty is worn off. This isn't fun. This isn't cute. So now it's like, well, how do I eat for my body when I'm not tracking stuff with measuring cups? How do I move my body in a way that's sustainable and I'm not killing myself with these workouts? What does that look like? Right? Or if we look at weight, uh, whole 30, whole 30, you guys know that's totally my favorite. Not, um, I can't believe I just said not, what is this, like 1997? <laughs> so whole 30, again, focuses solely on meals. Whole 30 works from a calorie deficit because you're not 
um, eating as much processed food. Again, you're not tracking calories. You're not at all. It has enough, like you're, you're not looking at calories, whatever. You're only looking at um, portion sizes and kind of like measuring with your hand, having like half your plate be vegetables, um, a palm size of protein, and then a thumb size of fat. This works. Um, it worked for me the first couple times that I did it, but then it's like, okay, cool. If I have to focus on meals this much and I'm restricting, and after this period of restricting, I'm binging, is this actually working? Like, is this actually working? So I think for a lot of us, we have to redefine what the word working means because all of them work, all of them quote work, will lose weight if we stick to it to a T. But when I talk about work, I'm like, how are you going to eat for the rest of your life? How are you going to move for the rest of your life? So when we talk about wanting to lose weight without it being this big obsession, we have to take a step back, kind of like what I'm doing with social media. Take a step back and really reflect on like what the heck has been going on with food and with exercise. And when you do that, you realize, holy crap, there's this whole other M, this is why I call it the three M's. There's this whole other thing. What is my mindset through all of this? If I have only been using food as a way, um, to make my body smaller. So I've only been restricting food to make my body smaller. And then after the period of restriction, I have been binging. We got to take a step back and really work on that mindset around it. If we think about exercise and we're like, man, the only time I exercise, the only time I moved my body was when I was really obsessed with making my body smaller. Again, we have to take a step back. I'm not saying that you can't do the 21 day fix workouts. I'm not saying that you can't run a marathon. I'm not saying that you can't go to CrossFit classes, but really focusing on what is our mindset? What are the things that we say about these things? What are, what is our belief system? Like who is the person that we're being when we're eating in a certain way or when we're moving, moving our body in a certain way? Like, is that the type of person? Is that the person that you want to be three years from now? Because if it's not the person you want to be three years from now, that's where you need to um, really focus your attention on. I love this quote from Janine Roth. She's the author of the book, um, Women, Food, and God, and I mean, many others that maybe you've read. Um, but she says, who you are being, uh, who you're being on the journey is who you will be when you arrive. So if you are stressed the F out, you hate everything about what you're doing. That's who you're going to be when you arrive. And I would even add to that, you might not even ever, you might not ever arrive. You might ever not ever get to that goal. If you are stressed out the whole time and you hate everything and it's this big struggle, you probably won't ever arrive to that magical place. Okay. So either you're going to arrive and you're going to hate the journey or you're not ever actually going to arrive. So really take a step back instead of focusing solely on meals, instead of focus, focusing solely on movement, really reflect on your mindset and your belief system. If you want to lose weight without it being an obsession that turns into your restricting binging and an eventual weight gain, really focus on your mindset. And here's a couple ways that you can do that. Number one, when you notice yourself about to eat something, what is the sentence you're saying in your head? What is the thought? Like, what is it? And then don't just like say it in your head, but like get it, like get a piece of paper. Once you realize, like write it down. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to eat this cookie. 
great, cool. I like, I, I'm not judging you for eating a cookie. I want you to figure out what you're saying about that cookie and put it on paper. Cause once you figure out what that thought is, you're going to start to understand your beliefs about yourself. So if when you're eating that cookie, you're saying something like, Oh my gosh, I'm being so bad. I'm going to have to run 12 miles tomorrow to work off this cookie. Right. Cool. So what does that belief tell you about yourself? Right. If you're saying something like, I'm going to eat this, but then on Monday, I'll start over. I'm going to eat this cookie, and because I messed up, I'm going to eat two more cookies. I'm also going to eat a pizza. Oh my gosh, I hate myself. I'll just start over on Monday clean. I'm going to have to do a whole 30 to clean this up, right? That's the things you're saying about yourself. That That is kind of creating a belief about yourself and your relationship with food. Okay, so that's the first thing that you have to do is you have to like be aware of what it is that you're saying. The next thing that you're going to do is question it. Is that true? If I eat one cookie, does that mean I'm a bad person? Does that mean I have to eat the pizza? Does that mean I have to start over on Monday? Could the cookie just be a cookie? Right? So you're going to name what it is that you're saying and then question. And then what if the opposite was true? What if, like, if you're saying like, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. What if the opposite was true? You're a very neutral person. Like this is, like, it really is not that big of a deal. It's not a big deal unless you make it out to be a big deal. Okay. So I want you to do those things. And so you're like, well, how is this going to help me lose weight? Well, let me ask you this. All the other times that you were doing Weight Watchers, Whole30, um, Keto, 21 Day Fix, 80 Day Obsession, uh, counting calories, counting macros, and your mindset was super shitty, was that way of life sustainable? If that was not sustainable, then it doesn't matter if you lost weight. It's a, it's a crappy life to live, okay? So if you want to lose weight in a way that is not restricting, it's not obsessive, you're not binging, you're not eventually going to gain weight, you have to work on your belief system about yourself. You have to work on your mindset. If you don't work on those things, you're always going to have these blocks that push you back to old behaviors and old ways that don't feel good. And it's not fun. Like, it's just not fun. I think about times that I had been, you know, running a crap ton restricting food. Like that's not a fun way of life. And the thing is, is that people on the outside are like, Oh my gosh, she's so healthy. Look at all those vegetables she's eating. She's saying no to bread. Wow. She's so great. Wonderful. But in my mind, I was like, I just want to eat some bread. I just like bread. Right. Or I just, I don't want to keep having to work out. There were times I would like work out like two times a day. Like that's not a healthy life. That is not healthy. That's not something three years from now that I want to be. Or if I look at, I don't have kids, but if I look at my previous student, students, that's not a life that I would want for them, right? So sometimes that's helpful too. Like, is the life you're living, sometimes it, you're like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm not, you know, it's just me, not a big deal. Is that what you would want for a girlfriend? Is that what you would want for your sister, for your niece, for your daughter, for a student, your granddaughter, like, is that the life that you would want for them? Right. And here's the thing too, is that the girls in our lives, the females in our lives, they are watching and they see the way we respond and the way we treat food and the way we talk about food and the actions that we have. I've talked to a lot of my clients who are like, Oh yeah, my mom, you know, my mom was always on Weight Watchers. My mom always had, you know, diet this or low fat that your mom may never have sat down and talked to you about these things. Right but you saw her behaviors and you can kind of, kind of guess at what her belief system was. And so the females that are in our lives, they see our behaviors. They see the way that we talk. They 
are picking these things up, whether we um, are intentionally teaching them. And that doesn't mean that we need to sit there and like feel bad and like kick ourselves and feel bad, but it's like, okay, cool. Now what do I do? These are the things that I have been doing, not even consciously aware that I was doing them. Okay, cool. Now what I'm going to do. So definitely um, take those things to heart take some time to write this shit down. If it's in your head, it just keeps floating around and, and you don't ever actually do anything with it because it's just floating around and that's not cool. Like that's not going to help you move from A to B. We're always moving from A to B. We're not moving from A to Z. Um, and then definitely check out the links in the show notes. I have an intro to imperfect eating. It's super cheap. It's 20 bucks. Um, you'll love it. It is going to help you craft the mindset that you want to make eating and movement, meals and movement, sustainable, fun, easy. Like the, the idea is to change our lives and be different without it feeling like this big hassle, this big thing that feels so icky and not fun. If it's not fun, we're not going to keep up with it or we'll be miserable the whole time. So definitely check out the links in the show notes. All right, guys, take care.